If you're brand new and haven't been here before, we want to say a massive welcome. We hope you have a great time and we hope that it gets you in the Christmassy spirit. And we really feel like this service is going to be a big old celebration, big sing song, big sing along. You could turn to people next to you, look them dead in the eye and sing, oh, holy night, and belt it, and full power. That's full permission to do that. Um, to give you a little heads up as to where we're going, it's probably going to be about an hour long, this service. Um, there's going to be lots of songs. We're going to have um, some Bible readings and um, reading through the Christmas story, um, as well as some people sharing their testimony of um, how they have encountered Jesus here today. Um, but after the service, we want to give you a little heads up, because after the service, we've got mince pies. Ooh. I know. We've got mulled apple juice. Ooh. Oh, a little winter warmer. Uh, we've got some Lebkuchen. A wonderful uh, German snack for this Christmas time. Uh, we will also have, after the service, an opportunity uh, to win a prize uh, because we have got a quiz, a Christmas quiz yeah. after this service. Yes. Um, so stick around, start looking around who wants to be in your team, um, and we're going to have a Christmas quiz where you can win an incredible prize. Um, if you are brand new, we have toilets in this church as well, so you'll be pleased to know that we've got toilets. Um, there's one at the back, one in the foyer, and a couple just down the side here. So if you need a toilet, free reign, go whenever you want, there's no rules. Amazing. And guys, the whole idea of this evening is just to have an opportunity to belt out a load of our favourite carols in, in good company and in total Christmas spirit. So you have full permission to sing at the top of your lungs and to absolutely enjoy what will be very loud band and then very loud you. And what we would love to happen is that it doesn't feel like you're just watching the band have a load of fun, right? You guys are basically our choir for the night. Let's have an ooh. Yes. So there will be moments where we'll be participating with you. We might teach you the odd little bit to sing, or we might do kind of different sections and different moments. So be ready just to dive headfirst into a lot of chaos. And like I said, sing nice and loud and join us in all of those moments. You guys are absolutely front and centre for this evening, singing as loud as possible, okay? What else have we got to do now at this point? Um, I think... If you're able to, do you want to stand up with us? Um, and I don't know about you, um, but my throat is feeling a bit raspy. Ah, is it now? I feel like, I don't know, I need a professional Mike. singer to Can be able to uh, give me some vocal warm-ups. Is there a professional singer anywhere? I'm definitely not a professional singer. You but are we a professional. Can, we can have a little bit of fun now, guys, okay? So it's really important when we're singing, when we're a part of a choir, you'll see next week at our kind of candlelight service, it's really important to warm up, right? It's no point of just belting into a load of songs that are really, really high. We need a little bit of a warm up, don't we, okay? Everyone take a deep breath. And then let it out. Another deep breath. And then let it out. And then section by section, we're just going to add a little note, okay? Ooh. So over here, right on this far end, on the far That's side, pretty guys. sure it's probably most of the students, yeah. let's have a little low note. Let's hear a... Mm, ah, That's lovely. lovely. That's lovely. Let's hear it nice and lovely. Ah, yes. Nice. There we go. And then keep holding that, guys. Keep holding that. 
Can one of you sing that with them? Ah. And then you guys are going to go. Shall I pray? Let me pray for us. Um, Father God, thank you that um, we get to celebrate your birthday. Thank you, God, that you could have been far away from us, um, but you chose to be here with us. You chose to come in human form as Jesus, who we celebrate and worship. We pray, Jesus, as we sing some fun songs, as we sing carols, and we pray there'll be something about this service, um, something about this service that um, brings you joy something about this service that we can meet you jesus as we worship you we praise you and hear our songs amen why don't you guys sing this little bit with me joy to the world the lord is come let earth receive
stay standing with us for a second. We're going to keep going. We're going to sing um, a super popular song next. Who here knows Hark the Herald? Yes. Oh, there wasn't the many as you. Who knows Hark the Herald? Yes. Guys, but we're going to add a little bit of a fun flavour to it. And that's going to be your guys' opportunity to sing a little part of this, okay? Um, have you key changed? Great. I'm sorry. Can't hear when I'm speaking. Um, we're going to sing a little bit of a ad lib in the middle to Hark the Herald. So you know the classic, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We're going to do, if we pop the words on um, in the yellow, we're going to do a little ad lib. I'm going to sing it to you a few times. And we're going to sing it together a few times. And then every single gap of a verse, we're going to sing it together whilst Rachel leads this song, okay? So it goes like this. It goes, Hark the Herald Angels Sing Out Loud. Hark the Herald angels sing, try it with me. Hark the herald angels sing out loud. Hark the herald angels sing once again. Hark the herald angels sing out loud. Hark the herald angels once more, nice and loud. Hark the herald angels sing out loud. Hark the if you fancy it, but Rachel's going to lead this one and then I'll sing with you guys.
Yes, Lord, that is, that is what we're doing tonight. Although we get to do it with the joyful celebration of carols, we have come to worship you, God. And so I pray that this evening would be filled of joy, but joy as we remember you, Lord, as we remember you coming on Christmas and saving this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Do take a seat. Um, so scattered throughout this service, we're going to have Bible readings um, of the Christmas story um, and then attach those Bible readings because we here believe at, at this church, not only is this a celebration looking back at Jesus, um, at Jesus' birth, it's also um, relevant for us here today. And here today, Jesus, a baby who was born 2,000 plus years ago, is changing people's lives today. And so we're going to hear some Bible readings, um, and follow that is going to be people's stories of their walk with Jesus. And so first, I'm going to welcome up Tyrenny, uh, who's going to read a passage from Isaiah to us. And for those that are brand new, Isaiah, this is actually a prophecy. It's a word from long before Jesus was actually born, speaking about the very Jesus um, that was born here on earth. So Tyrenny, over to you. The first reading is taken from Isaiah 9, from 2 to 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be full for the fire. For to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the reading of the Lord. Amazing. Thanks, Noemi. Um, yeah, a little round of applause for Noemi. Thank you. Um, this is my friend AJ. Um, AJ, you saw banging on these drums. Um, so excuse if he's sweaty. That's why my Christmas jumper's off. I had a really nice one and everything. Um, but AJ, do you want to share a little bit of, um, we've just read this passage about um, Jesus who has been born the Prince of Peace. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your story um, and your journey with Jesus? Yeah, so it's, it's a fun one to talk about with, um, with peace. So... Um, the thing I'm going to talk about, which I, I think actually we've got really good now at talking about, which is great, is um, some mental health stuff. So uh, two years ago, I kind of had a pretty bad anxiety. I call it like a blip. It's, it's kind of a nice way of putting it. But like, it's the first time I think ever that it, would, it was actually slightly unbearable. It was quite um, out of control and it was affecting a lot of kind of areas. And it's always been something I've kind of struggled with. That's the first time it got quite um, unmanageable. And what's fascinating with those kind of chapters, reading them, is you hear of Jesus being prince of peace and his peace knows no end and all that stuff and my situation was actually quite um 
kind of tricky to navigate because I, I actually didn't find that personally. I, I would pray for peace when my anxiety was super high and I'd feel good for maybe like a minute. And then after that, I'm straight back into, you know, your, your brain slightly imploding a bit. Um, so it's something I had to really wrestle with because I was like, obviously, this is something that's preached a lot. So there's obviously some truth in it, but my situation wasn't showing me that. Um, and I think what I found was I, I put a slightly human nature on it where my perspective was, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, then I should pray for peace and then I should get it straight away and everything should kind of just fix instantly. Um, and what I found was a year of kind of navigating it and trying to journey it was um, I stumbled on this book called God on Mute, which is a really good book if anyone hasn't read it. It's how to kind of navigate not hearing God when you want to be hearing God. Um, and there's this really cool analogy in it that made me very much rethink how I view God helping me in that situation, which was um, we tend to view God as kind of like an extraction helicopter that flies over a battle and kind of plucks you up and then takes you to safety. Um, and what you see kind of biblically, and actually I think more practically, is, is very different to that. It's not God plucking us out of bad situations and removing us. It's God actually parachuting into them with us, and he sits with us in them. And I think what I found in that year was what I was hoping was, oh, I'll pray for peace, and then I'll get it, and then we're done. And what I found actually was more inviting Jesus in as the Prince of Peace and him going, cool, let's get it, like, let's go to work. And what I found for that year was, you know, therapy was still needed, and that was super helpful. And again, I think there's still a bit of a taboo around that, especially with guys, but that was super helpful. I really rate it. Reading every book I could on how the brain ticks and kind of all this stuff. And then what I found was having the Prince of Peace with me in that was where the empowerment was it wasn't a quick fix so when I read those verses now I think it's a very different mindset to be in I 100% believe Jesus is the prince of peace and all the stuff it mentions about peace I fully agree with but it's a case of inviting him in rather than expecting just like a bandage and everything's kind of fixed um so yeah and that was two years ago and actually when I look back now all the lessons I learned in that year um have shaped me into a way better person now and actually the person I am now um I mean part part of the anxiety I wasn't getting into part of it was um relationship-based. I started dating someone and, you know, it was pretty messy. Um, we're now married. So, and, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and the, re- the reason I mention that is all the stuff I learned in that year has actually now shaped me into someone who is vaguely husband material. And actually before, before all that, I just wasn't at all. So I think if I did get the quick fix I wanted, I would have missed out on all that as well. So, call it there. Thank you, AJ. Thanks, AJ. Um, yeah, we're, we're aware that we're singing lots of like, upbeat um, Christmas songs. We're singing lots of upbeat carols, and sometimes that can be quite a jarring experience for people um, at the moment. And we're just really aware that actually we're living in a world where there's not a lot of peace. And not only are we living in a world where there's not a lot of peace, we're also, maybe if we turn inside and have a look inside ourselves, we might actually not be living life that is peace-filled. Um, and this Christmas story, as AJ has said, it's, it's not just a, a story where, here, all your problems are fixed. It's here, you're not journeying your problems by yourself. You can journey your problems with Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And so we just want to take a moment off the back of all these testimonies where we um, will pray. Um, and um, we're just going to take a little bit of quiet. And in this time, I just want to pray for us um, that if you are struggling, if actually you're finding it quite hard to even sing and be kind of joyful, 
if you're just aware of lots of things that are going on in your life at the moment that don't resemble peace whatsoever, I just want to pray now that you would know the Prince of Peace, Jesus, the Prince of Peace. So let's take a moment to be quiet. If you want to, you can close your eyes or or even hold your hands out if you want to receive the Prince of Peace. We pray, God. We thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. And so, Jesus, we ask now that you would come by your Spirit, the Spirit who is here right now. And you would bring peace to places where there is not felt peace. Jesus, help us to know that you are with us in the highs and the lows of life. You are with us. So we pray, God, that in this moment, now, we would know your closeness and your nearness. We would know you, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So really aware that we're living in a world where there's not a lot of peace and so we call on you Prince of Peace where there is war and unrest we ask that your kingdom will come we ask that your kingdom will break into the dark places where there is war fighting poverty even thinking of COP28 at the moment and everything going on around that and the the depths of uh, different dynamics that are happening. God, we know that you're a God of justice. You're a God who wants to heal our world. So we ask God, this this Christmas time, that your kingdom will come to earth, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Amazing. Thank you, guys. So we've got two more readings that will be coming later on and two more testimonies that will go off the back of those. Um, but we're going to hand back over to Jeff yes. and the team for carol time. Guys, why don't you stand with me? We are going to go into some... Yeah, some kind of more quiet, relaxed, chilled songs, but the truth that these songs hold, exactly what Matt and AJ were just saying, is it speaks about hope coming in the middle of darkness. And there's a particular line in this song that says, um, with the dawn of redeeming grace. And that is so the Christmas story, isn't it? Is the beginning of redemption, the beginning of the world slowly learning who Jesus was. And there being this redemptive grace that is amazing. And so we talk about this kind of light coming into darkness. This hope arriving in hopelessness. And so we're going to sing Silent Night together. And I just encourage you to take time to really listen to the words and sing and reflect on them as we sing them.
going to have our second reading now. So T, if you want to come up and give us our second reading. Um, and then my friend Ollie is going to share um, his testimony of encountering um, Jesus in, in his life. So T, come up and give us a reading. Round of applause for T. Um, so I read from Matthew verses 1. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. When Joseph woke up he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Amen. Evening, church. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Good to see you. Um, uh, my mum and dad, I, can't, I don't know where you are. Can you give me a little wave? Oh, hi, mum and dad. Um, I had the privilege of uh, growing up with mum and dad. Um, <laughs> shock. And um, they, they are amazing, um, they love the Lord, um, but for me, um, in my story, my faith journey, um, it was a bit of a weird one. When I was in year two, I was asked to rewrite the creation story by Mr. Hemmings, and um, I point blank refused, and the reason I refused is because I was asked to tell what I actually thought happened, and I wasn't allowed to copy the Bible, and I got a detention for it, and I had missed break time. That's harsh, isn't it? Um, yeah, I know. And, um, however, despite like, a really, really strong belief in God, it actually made like, very little difference to my life. Um, maybe just moral. Um, like I tried not to swear, and that was about it. Um, as I grew up, I then started to really struggle with life. Um, I've got ADHD, um, and from about the age of year six... I started to like, find a bit of bullying, struggled to attain to school, got to year seven, found chronic fatigue. Um, and to be honest, like, life was rough. Um, it was a hard time for us in the family. 
And um, there was a little moment with a mentor in year nine from the council, Adam Harley, if you ever watch this, you're a legend. Um, but he, he's, he was talking about just going home, some things he was getting up to and like um, going to see his girlfriend. And in the midst of like what for me was a horrible time of deep depression, I was in hospital education and like really struggling. I remember thinking, God, I know I've believed you're there, but if you're actually there, where are you? Like there's got to be more to life than this. And so I hung on for a few years, got a bit of help and got back into school and eventually started to like function. But this niggling feeling, God, if you're there, where are you? I want to meet with you. Um, just kept ringing through in my mind. So I was hanging on. I went to this festival one summer. Um, in fact, it was 10 years ago this, this year. And I went for one reason and one reason only. It wasn't just, um, yeah, God, I, I, I believe you might be an up in the sky fairy God. But if you're actually there, come on, show yourself. And so I went and I asked God to meet with me and he didn't meet with me. I was absolutely distraught. I was carried home by the stewards. There was, I don't know, 7,000 thing. I was last one out. I was gutted. God, where are you? And then I um, went to a seminar in the afternoon on how to receive the Holy Spirit. And I listened and the guy said, just ask God, wait and let God do what he wants to do. So I asked God, God, I'd love you to meet with me. I'm here. And I waited. And guess what? He didn't meet with me. <laughs> Um, later that evening, I was exhausted, obviously, and um, yeah, I went along, and I, God knew I was there for him, um, but I knew I couldn't meet with him, only he could meet with me, and so I was dependent upon him doing his bit, and someone came up to me, and he's never had like an image or a picture or just like a, um, sometimes we call it like a little prayer a bit of, with a bit of insight to make it lay for everyone, but he, he came up, he said, Ollie, I've got this picture with Jesus as a bronze statue, with his hand out, saying, you're doing it right, and I want to meet with you. And in that moment, all of the hurt of my past and so much anxiety completely left. And what it was replaced with was the uttermost joy. I knew I was loved. I had a peace that transcended understanding, and I knew that God loved me. The difference between belief and love, love changes everything. And um, yeah, just believing there was an up in the sky fairy God didn't cut it. And I'm so thankful I pushed forward and um, I looked for him. And do you know, since um, life's been amazing, um, it's had massive ups and downs. But I guess things which the world can't offer um, is like security and like this everlasting state of like identity and uh, I guess position before the Lord. And his love for me um, has been so constant, even when I haven't felt it. He's amazing. And if you've never, ever tasted him before, if you've never got like a taste of his goodness, or you'd love a bit more of it, I'd encourage you to do um, what I did in the beginning, which 10 years ago, I said, God, if you're there, I'm asking you to meet with me. I waited and like, I let God do what he wants to do. And for, for many of my friends, that's been like a really long journey of discovering his love. For me, it happens quickly, but I've had to work it out ever since. Um, I, in order to help me, when I first encountered the Lord, I asked for one friend and a friend called Max came into my life. And Max had all that I had when I first met with God, this sense of how amazing he is, this goodness, this glory, this love. But then I had to then ask God, um, or then I asked Max, sorry, Max, what have you got and how do you live it out every day? And so like, for me, it wasn't just this big shot, um, which I'd you know, it's amazing when God does that. 
and it completely changed me. But for practically for, for us all as a family together, um, how amazing would it be if this Christmas, if we all had that direction together and we asked the Lord, I'd love to meet with you. And you asked that friend, can you help me? What have you got? How did you live this out every day? And we have that direction together. So can I pray for us? And then we'll go and sing. Is that all right? Come on. Um, God, I thank you that you love to meet with us. Um, that you're not an up-in-the-sky fairy God. In fact, to us, a saviour has been born. And um, yeah, I just ask, um, Father God, um, for anyone in this room that hasn't maybe said hello to you before, or has God, maybe God, if you are there, I'd love to meet with you. I'd encourage you just to say that to him now. He's right here, he's listening. And God, would you meet us with that love? Would you take us on a journey of learning to live in that love every single day? Thank you, God, that you're here. May we have a great Christmas and sing song together. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. Incredible, incredible stuff. Guys, why don't you uh, jump on your feet again? We're going to sing one of my favourite carols, O Come All Ye Faithful. I'm sure lots of you know it. And uh, I absolutely love the chorus because it, it, I'm sure you know it, but it, it, it layers, doesn't it? It goes, Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. So we're going to do that together. We're going to split the room in half. And there's strategically a lovely line right down the center to do the room in half. And each time, you guys will start off. Amy's going to lead this song. And you guys will start off singing with her. Oh, come, let us adore him. You'll carry on. And then this half of the room will join in for that second line. Oh, come, let us adore him. And then everyone together, nice and loud. Again, you can add some harmonies if you know them. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And I want to hear you nice and loudly, because you don't want to hear us. We want to hear you guys. So we're going to sing, Oh, come, all ye faithful together, okay?
next year. That would be lovely. Um, guys, we're going to come out with a final kind of carol together before we kind of wrap the evening up and then have a little surprise song for all of you. But we're going to go in with a little bit of a fun song. I don't know if you guys all know this song super well. Do you guys know Go Tell It On The Mountain? Yeah, come on. It's basically a great song to declare because we're like, guys, it's really boring just to kind of keep all of this like joy and hope and light of the world in this building. Like we want to actually go out and tell others about Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to tell others about him. And so we're going to sing this song, Go Tell It On The Mountain, and let this be like a, like a cry of our hearts tonight that we'll go out of this building and keep telling people about Jesus. Yes? Yes, yes. great. Let's sing this. It's a bit of a complicated song, so let's see how it goes.
Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, calling Danny Carpal. Is Danny Carpal in the building? Yes, Danny. Danny's going to give us our, our final reading, and then Melissa's coming up, and she's going to share again. Uh, wow, that's an amazing jumper, Danny. Feliz Navidog. Um, come on, Danny, come on up and give us our, our reading, and then we'll hear from Melissa. Wow. I think I came on a bit too early. <laughs> All right. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him for a, ma for a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you you will find a baby, a rap, baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. So they hurried off, and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger, when they, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered, pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Hallelujah. Thank you, Danny. You can tell Danny's a holy man by the state of his Bible. That is in tatters. Um, Well-read Bible. Um, it's an amazing story of people that weren't expecting to hear the incredible news that a saviour had been born. Uh, we're told rather by surprise. Um, even today now, people are seeing Jesus. It's taking them, them by surprise that the saviour of the world wants to know them, that wants to reach out to them. And, and Melissa is going to come on up. Actually, let's give a big round of applause for, for Melissa. Yeah, do you want to get that? And another round of applause because Mel actually decorated with a, with a team the whole of this church. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks, Matt. Share I've actually just been told as well that I'm actually wearing the best jumper, so... 
that's, that's, um, that's an award right there. Um, yeah, so I'm going to share a bit of my testimony about how I came to faith. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian family, so um, I was unaware of what being in church looked like growing up. Um, but yeah, I came from a background that was really hard. I um, lived it with a family who were quite abusive. It was not a pleasant childhood um, growing up. Um, and then I had to move out of my family home and into other homes. And during that time, I lived with some Christians. And they invited me along to church. And I loved kids, so I went and helped serve on their children's teams. Um, and occasionally heard about faith and heard about prayer and things like that. And um, I went back home to visit family, and I was in, um, in, the, like, in the family home for a few nights. And the abuse was still going on, and it was just getting really dreadful. And I remember being like, okay, they told me to pray. And so in that moment, I just prayed, and I was like, God, if you are real, then stop all this suffering that is going on. Take it away from me, because I just can't keep doing this. And, um, and he didn't show up. He, didn't, he literally didn't respond. He didn't show up, and nothing changed. And so I thought, well, this is not a God for me. It's not a God who I want to follow if he can't stop things that were going on. And so um, that was it. I, I moved, I left the area, and it wasn't until a few years later when um, the people that were involved in it actually were convicted, and um, God was very just, and you know they, they were punished for it. And so I thought, great, I can carry on with my life, I can do what I want to do, and I started studying to be a nurse. And I just found that, like, where a place where I once, once was happy, um, there were still moments where I felt really unhappy, and I knew that there was something miss, missing. And I just um, went to work one day, and it was just full of people being diagnosed with really um, critical diseases, cancers, and I just thought, this is grim. This life is not the life that I want to live and um, I remember going home being really depressed and just thinking there has to be more to life than this. Um, and I just was in my room and I remember that moment again where um, that Christian had said to me, if you are in need of God, get on your knees and pray. And I thought, I've tried this before and it didn't work. Um, didn't answer me in the way that I thought he should. Um, but I thought, I'm going to give it a go. So I was on my knees. I, I did the whole kneeling down before my bed, clenching my hands. I thought, I'll do it properly this time. And um, I closed my eyes, and I was like, God, if you're there, if you're really there, then reveal yourself to me because I want to, I want to get to know you. And um, it felt like hours, and I was like kind of peeping through my eyes, like, anyone there? Um, but there wasn't. No one turned up. And, um, and so I thought, okay, I've been it again, nothing's happened, so it's clearly not a thing. Um, but it wasn't until I went to work the next day when I was working on a shift, and um, I was leading the ward, and I was told that a patient was coming up to the ward, um, but there was no space for them, so they're going to have to fit in between two, um, two patients, two other patients. And I was just freaking out because I was like, there's no space. If anything happens to this person, it's, it's going to be absolutely awful. Anyway, the person comes up, and that person was Rachel Whittle. 
So Rachel Riddle was my patient. And, um, and I was like feeling really grumpy and I was like triaging her. So I was like, what's your name? Where are you from? What's your job title? And when she told me she was a church minister, I was literally like, oh my gosh, this is God himself. <laughs> and, and it is so funny because I generally believed that God himself was before me in hospital and I was treating them. And if any of you know Rachel, you'll know that she's pretty amazing. She's pretty wonderful. I love her dearly, but she's definitely not God. Um, And so I just decided that I would be like, okay, I'm just going to question God. I'm going to quiz him. I'm going to see if this really is him. And so I prayed and I was like, God, if this is you, then I pray that when she goes back to theatre, she'll come back to the ward, knowing that she wouldn't because it was an admission ward. Um, But she did. She came back. And I was like, this is freaky. Um, And then I said, okay, God, if we have a conversation about cake, then I'll know it's really you. And you might think that that is really strange, but actually, if you know me, you know that I absolutely love cake, and I get told often that I eat too much of it. Um, And it was so bizarre, because I said that. I walked into the room, into Rachel's room, to do her observations, and her husband walked in with cake. And I was so excited, not only because it was cake, because I, but thought, I was like, oh, okay, this really is it. And basically, someone had bought it for Rachel. She couldn't eat it. And so he thought I would like it, which I did. Um, and anyway, Rachel invited me along to church. And she wasn't going to be there because she was in hospital. And I came along to church. And um, I tried Alpha. Alpha is a great course for people who want to explore the Christian faith. I'm sure people will talk about that later. But I went on an Alpha journey, and I um, became a Christian. I committed my life to God, and it has been amazing um, to be a part of the journey of the Christian faith. And for me, I kind of like... I kind of hoped that in being a Christian, that actually all my, um, all my fears, all my anxieties, everything that I've had to navigate will just disappear. Everything will just like fade away and I'll just be this wonderful person that serves God. Um, and that hasn't been my reality. The last six years have been ups and downs of suffering, of pain, of navigating things. God has really took me on a wholeness journey. Um, But in that wholeness journey, I've really come to understand, like, God's love, God's peace. um, And that has really sustained me. Um, He's taught me that actually um, I needed to forgive a lot of people in my life. And I could only do that through his strength. From the things that they had done, I could only do that in his strength. Um, But he gave me that strength. And he also gave me the strength to actually bless them. To, uh, Claire, Claire challenged me a few months ago to pray a blessing on those people. And I was like, she is mental. But I did, and I have, and it's been really hard. But, you know, my hope one day is that they, will t- they too will know um, what it's like to have Jesus in their lives. And actually, if you asked me that before I became a Christian, there was no way, because I didn't want anything to do with it any part of that life again and I would not wish anything good for those people but God really softened my heart and even though it's hard he has just given me the grace to to push through and you know when things are hard 
even today when things are hard, actually I know that he is doing life with me and journeying with me. And yeah, I just challenge anyone here who's like new, new to this, never been to church or you know, thinking about faith, I would really challenge you to speak to someone today um, and come and hear about the Alpha course because it would be lovely for you guys to hear about um, having a relationship with Jesus as well. So. Amazing. There's three incredible, honest, vulnerable kind of testimonies from people that are wholeheartedly following Jesus. Um, the invitation for all of us um, is a relationship with Jesus. Um, and so if you are brand, brand new, if you're like, oh, I'm not so sure. I like the carols. I like the singing. I like the chocolate. I like the mince pies. But I'm not 100% sure on this Jesus person. My prayer and my hope is that there's something about these stories that at least gets a bit of curiosity in you, that makes you question a few things, makes you think, oh, maybe like Mel, just one more shot. Maybe I'll just try it one more time. Maybe this is completely fresh to you and you're like, oh my goodness, I thought Christmas was just a thing that you give presents to other people and there's a tree and sometimes there's lights. Um, and, and you haven't realized that actually this is about Jesus who was fully God, fully human, who came to this earth for you and me, who died for our sins, that song we were singing about. And he died to set you free. He rose again to, to set you free. And we want to invite you um, to our Alpha course that's happening in, in January. If you're brand, brand new to faith, if you're exploring, um, we'd love to give you this little discovery pack. They are completely free. They have wonderful things in there. There's an Alpha invitation. It's a course. It's 10 weeks long um, where there's a, a few talks uh, on different things about the Christian faith um, and an opportunity to ask questions. Um, it could be literally any question ever you can ask here there's no question that's too stupid too silly no one will judge you or think bad about you you don't even need to at the end of the alpha course say hey I'm a fully signed up Christian now where do I give my money uh, you don't even need to do that just come along and explore and see if you can find for yourself a God who is real a God who loves you a God who cares about you and so after the service, out in the foyer, we've got these little packs. We'd love you to pick one up. No one's going to harass you, harangue you, or any of those H words. Um, you can literally just take it and run away if you want to. Um, but do take it. Do think about it. Equally, if you're watching online, do check out um, the Alpha course. Um, do go onto our website and sign up. We've got one coming up in January. We'd love to see you there. Um, but if you have been a Christian for a while and if you're, um, you've kind of been knocking around for a bit this Christian journey, my prayer for you is that you would know a depth of the relationship of Jesus. You know a depth of what Jesus thinks about you. That you would know that God is real again in your life. And so we're going to go into a final little celebratory song. Is that right? Yes. Amazing. So... What are we going to do, Joe? What's the plan? This isn't a carol. Oh, I'd love to pray and wrap us up, Joe. Um, I'm going to pray and wrap us up, and then we're not going into a carol. We're going to a Christmassy song. Um, so if you're able to, do you want to stand with me? Don't forget that after the service, we've got the mold, cidery, and non-alcoholic things, lovely things like that, and a quiz. We can win a massive prize. Um, let me pray for us. 
Father God, we worship you, we praise you. We thank you so much that you love us. We pray, God, that this Christmas time, as we celebrate, we won't get lost in the physical things of life, but we'd look through the gifts and see you, Jesus, the ultimate gift to us. God, thank you that you're there with us in our joys, you're there with us in our sorrows. And we now look to you again as we kickstart this Christmas season and say, God, you're so welcome here. Thank you, Jesus, for this evening that we could be together singing, celebrating. And I pray, God, that we would have encountered you in a new and fresh way this evening. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amazing. So, guys, we are going to finish off today with what I hope will be something really fun, okay? Um, If you are not able to kind of do the kind of sitting, standing, sitting, standing thing, you can still be involved by singing super loudly and waving your hands in the air. But for the rest of us, just give me a few squats because we, we are going to be attempting... The 12 days of Christmas. Let me get a woo! Okay, as if it hasn't already been chaotic enough and slightly stressful of an evening, it's happening, okay? It is happening. Right. I'm going to teach you the first five days and then we're just going to kind of launch in and see what happens. So, everyone will be a partridge in a pear tree. Everyone say a partridge in a pear tree. Brilliant, and now all sit down. Over on this side, all of you guys on this left-hand side, you guys are going to stand and say two turtle doves. Good practice, now sit down. I don't remember the words. And then, the guys right in the back on this side, stand up for me. Yes, all of you lot, all of you. You're going to be three French hens, let me hear you. Six geese are laying, okay? Guys on the far side, stand up for me and say six geese are laying. 
my goodness. We've only got to done it. The full 12 days of Christmas. Joe, should we give a big round of applause to these guys? Yes. They've done a wonderful thing. And Gold Rings, you know who you are. Shout out to all you Gold Rings. Um, guys, that's the end of our service. I know, sad. We're only just getting going, really, aren't we? Well, that is correct, because straight after this service, right now, in the foyer, we have lots of delightful, non-alcoholic, mulled apple juice. We've got mince pies. We've got all the Christmassy snacks you could ever feast your eyes upon in every possible dietary requirement known to mankind. And then in a minute, in, in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we'll go 15 minutes, come back in, Grab a team of people, because it's Christmas quiz time. Oh, yes. So stick around for Christmas quiz. Grab your stuff. Come inside. We're going to be doing it in this hall here. Um, we can get messy. You can move all the chairs around. Get them in little circles. Um, get your team ready. If you don't know anyone, this is an opportunity to get to know some new people. Um, get your extrovert side on, because we've got lovely people that are ready to quiz with you. Um, but thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yes. And this is just the beginning of the Christmas season, so do come and join us for many more of our Christmas services. We've got carols by candlelight, we've got a nativity, we've got a folky Christmas, we've got all sorts going on. Um, do come and join us, we'd love to see you there. Thank you very much.